He was a morbidly obese surgeon destined for an operating table and an early death. Now he's a rebel MD who is fabulously fit and fighting to make America healthy again. This is Stay Off My Operating Table with Dr. Philip Ovedia. I'm here with Dr. Philip Ovedia, cardiac surgeon and rebel MD. We're talking about how to stay off his operating table. Dr. O, reading through the preprint of your book, you've got this uh, uh, chapter of myths, medical myths. And there's a couple that really jumped out at me. I was hoping, especially in light of our last episode where we talked about how the medical system really works. Here's two of the myths that you say, uh, uh, two things, two common beliefs that are actually myths. Medication is the best treatment for disease and metabolic health is best fixed with medication. Let's talk about that. Sure thing, Jack. So I think the first myth, you know, one of the myths that I talk about in the book, like you said, is that medications are the best treatment for medical issues. And what we need to understand is that medications certainly play an important role in treating some medical issues. But I don't believe that for the majority of medical issues that we face, especially the chronic medical issues that we face, that medications should be the first line and then the only treatment that are used for these conditions. And I think, unfortunately, too often in our system, medications are viewed as the one and only thing that can be used to treat chronic medical conditions. I would tend to agree with that. I've gotten the impression over the last 20 years that the role of the primary physician is primarily the retail distribution arm of the pharmaceutical industry. I say that only partially tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's largely most people's experience with the doctor. The vast majority of the time when patients are going to doctors, the doctors are prescribing medications or managing the medications that they've already prescribed to the patient. And there's very little, if any time spent on other things that are going to affect those chronic medical conditions, specifically what we eat and our lifestyle choices. This seems so obvious. When we step back at it, step back from it, Oh, I eat chips and Coke all day long, and now I've got some sort of medical problem. Duh. And yet, it seems like there's some kind of mental, I don't know, hypnotism that occurs when we walk through the front door of that doctor's office. And most of us just sit there and and listen to this guy or woman without that, that critical ear. How did that happen, do you suppose? Well, I think there were a number of things that conspired to get us to this point. From the physician side of things, I can tell you that there is very little attention paid to these other issues, you know, when you're getting educated as a physician. When you go the other issues being diet, lifestyle, you know, and their influence on health. Okay. When we go through medical school, 
There is a lot of information we need to learn about all of the things that can go wrong with the human body and all of the different, you know, systems and organs and stuff that, you know, go into keeping, uh, you know, that, that make the body work. But we mostly focus on what can go wrong with it. And then we focus on how can we correct when things go wrong with those. We don't really get a lot of information about how do you prevent things from going wrong with all of, you know, the, uh, with the human body as a whole. And we get very little information about nutrition and its role in keeping the human body working well. So that's the problem from the physician side of things. And I think the problem from the, fit, from the patient side of things is that all of the messaging that we hear uh, throughout our day, all of the commercials on TV and you know everything else that you see around food, gives you the impression that you can eat whatever you want. You just have to kind of keep it in the right proportions. You have to moderate it, you know, balance what you eat with what you do is now, you know, one of the common uh, kind of messages that you see around food. And the food industry has intentionally distracted people away from the impact that what you are eating has on your health, because that doesn't fit into their business model very well. I'm imagining it uh, an analogy. It's like our health is our car and we've driven it. We find ourselves in the ditch and the doctor shows up and says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a front end loader. We're going to shove it up under the wheels and we're going to pick this thing up out of the ditch and drop it back on the road. And the front-end loader actually does a little damage to the car as it puts it on the road. And there's never any question about why are you in the ditch? Is it because your, your steering linkage is broken? Is it because your windshield is dirty? Is it because a, a million different reasons why you could end up in the ditch? And furthermore, maybe there was a less abrasive, abusive way to get the car out of the ditch. And then finally, once you're on the road, we don't do anything to make sure that whatever it was that got you in the ditch has actually been resolved. We just use these, these blunt force tools, the, the, the stat, the, the front end loader to get the car out of the ditch and say, Hey, the car's out of the ditch. Now off you go. I realize yeah. that's a crude analogy, but that's how uh, it sounds to me. It, it, it wasn't a bad analogy. I might, I might have to steal that from you if you don't mind. But I think you're largely correct. I think we get so focused on treating the problem, you know, that's kind of right in front of us as a physician. And, you know, again, as the patient, you're obviously going to be focused on that problem that's affecting your life at that point. Yeah, I remember I remember this uh Larry the cable guy was the spokesman for this drug. I don't remember what it was. But if you had excess stomach acid, just if you ate stuff that gave you acid, just take this pill before you eat it. And then you don't have to worry about it. And because I was particularly suffering from that problem at the time, um and I knew my body was saying, hey, something's going on. Pay attention here. 
that the solution was not to mute the symptom. I, I just intuitively knew that. And yet that's all this drug did. This drug just, hey, you've got too much acid. We'll make the acid go away. And, and never any thought of why is your body producing too much acid? I'm kind of ranting now. I'm not even asking a question. But. No, I think I, I think you bring up a very good example of that. And I think on both sides of that equation, like I said, the physician isn't thinking about why is this patient making so much acid or or why isn't their body properly, you know, handling the acid that's in their stomach? Because, you know, we are we are designed to have acid in our stomach. It only becomes a problem when that's not, you know, kept within the stomach well and it starts going up into the food pipe, into the esophagus. But we don't ask, why is that occurring? And the patient doesn't ask, well, you know, is it the food that I'm eating? They just say, okay, great, I can continue what I'm doing and I just have to take this pill and it does make me feel better, you know, most of the time or for a little while. So that's the best that I can do. And instead, what I would like to see, what I think, you know, a good physician should be doing is saying, why are, you know, you having this problem with the acid all of a sudden? You didn't have it a while back. Now you have it. You know, what is causing that? What can we do to correct the problem with the acid instead of just giving you a medicine to cover up the symptoms from that problem with the acid? I just realized that the insurance company is basically going back to my car in the ditch analogy. Now they're selling the driver a front end loader ditch extraction service subscription. Um, possibly. <laughs> or, or I almost view them as they're selling you some sort of device, some sort of bubble that goes around your car. So the next time you end up in the ditch, you're going to have less damage from ending up in the ditch, but they're not going to stop you from ending up in the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So medication is often not the best treatment. Right. And, and, uh, you know, to be clear, there are situations where medications are going to, you know, treat the problem. And this tends to be acute issues. If you right. get an infection, the antibiotic is going to, you know, help your body kill off that infectious agent, you know, that bacteria, let's say. But again, you know, I would still like us to think more about why did that bacteria, you know, cause an infection in this person? Uh, because oftentimes that can be a sign that there's some underlying problem with the patient's immune system that allowed that bacteria to get in there. You know, mm. we have bacteria around us all the time and we're not constantly getting infected. And our bodies are designed to be able to fight off these bacteria all the time. So when we do get these infections, yes, you need to give the antibiotic to help, you know, get rid of that infection, but also step back and say, is there something deeper going on that led to me getting that infection? And what might I need to do about that? So I'm hearing a message then for people who are listening and are dealing with some sort of medical condition. Think differently about how your health is treated, how you treat it, and how the medical community treats it. If you're in an acute situation, certainly it makes sense to relieve your own suffering. However, 
don't make the mistake of thinking that an immediate cessation of symptom is the same thing as a cure. Yeah, I think that's well said. And I think, you know, another concept, and this is probably something for us to discuss in a future episode, is that the medical system is very good at treating acute problems. It is not evolved as well, and it is not as good as preventing those problems from becoming, re- from becoming recurrent or from preventing them from becoming chronic problems and treating them once they are chronic problems. You know, that's something that is definitely not a com- excuse me, it's definitely not a common message to be aware of the difference between an acute and a chronic condition. Um, man, that would be, that's probably a whole class there. All right. Well, um, I've realized we've run a little long and I could just keep asking you lots and lots of questions, but this feels like a good place to stop. Any final words before we uh, wrap it up for the day? I think just uh, repeating the message, you know, the underlying message from this podcast, from this episode and from the previous episode that we did, uh, that people need to take a more active role in health. Well, I would like to, uh, to finish this up by saying you can follow Dr. Ovedia on Twitter at iFixArts, and he is really a worthwhile follow. I, I recommend it very highly. So. Uh, Let's call it a day. This is uh, the Stay Off My Operating Table podcast with Dr. Philip Ovedia. Subscribe and be notified every time we release a new episode. And we'll talk to you next time. Chances are you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't need to change your life and get healthier. So take action right now. Book a call with Dr. Ovedia's team. One small step in the right direction is all it takes to get started. Contact us at ifixhearts.com slash talk. That's ifixhearts.com slash talk.